Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I had a really beautiful question come in that asked, what is the point of praying if God is sovereign and already has everything planned out technically? Why do we ask him for things if he can say no or yes or direct our steps however they're supposed to be directed? Isn't that such a beautiful question? So this is, as with many questions, very deep and there's a bunch of different potential directions. And so I I want to really just say, I hold this with open hands. So I have been on many different sides of the theological aisle in my life. And so I... I feel like I have actually entered into the mindset of many different positions. Um, and one of the positions is that God really is so sovereign. He has everything planned out and that is just the way it is. And so I think to me that always has felt a little bit uh, fatalistic, sort of like, okay, uh, Sarah, Sarah, what will be, will be, you know, why bother doing anything? So I even if that is in, at the root of things, how the world actually works, I feel like it's very disempowering as a belief. And so I I guess I am content to say, Lord God, I fully acknowledge that you are the creator and sustainer of the universe and that your plans go forward, but somehow you also invite us into those plans that you say in Ephesians 2.10, that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which you've prepared in advance for us. And so there's an element where there are things that we are called to do that the Lord has for us. And that is really fun and exciting. I, I like that picture of saying, here's the, here's the plan. I have a birthday party planned out for you. You get to come to it. And I think that's really a fun picture. Um, and then to say, well, I could say yes or no to going to that birthday party, that just because that party is planned doesn't mean that I'm forced to attend. There's one of the things that I really have come to see about God is that when it says it's for freedom, Christ came to set us free that he really, really cares about freedom. And if you think about it, this is actually kind of the opposite of the enemy, where the enemy is very much about coercion and force, and that is not who God is. And so in that regard, I I feel like it's it's always something that's being offered. Like, here is the Lord's good plan. You can step into it if you choose, but you don't have to. And so... Then a different theological perspective would say, absolutely, the Lord knows the end from the beginning. And the way I heard it described at one point was sort of like, if you're in a boxing match and you know that the opponent has the most wicked left hook you've ever seen and is going to use that at some point, it doesn't matter a whole lot where all of the punches fall in the midst of the boxing ring or at the boxing match, because at some point that left hook is going to come and end it all. And so... I I would say that is also a very interesting way of looking at the world. I don't love it. And I feel like that's maybe a little bit hands off of an approach, uh, you know, sort of like here we are duking it out. And at some point God will end it with his great left hook that um, I think that one makes me feel a little bit abandoned. So if the first method of everything is controlled and you don't really have any choices, if that one makes me feel very controlled, the now you're just boxing 
that one makes me feel a little bit uh, abandoned. So I don't really like either of those postures, positions. But then, you know, there's variations in between those two extremes. And so I would, I don't know how far to one or the other extreme I would fall. I think to me, I would say, we pray because the Lord tells us to pray. The scriptures are really clear. You ought always to pray and not give up. Uh, that pray without ceasing in everything with your prayers and supplications and petitions, make your request to God. So the scriptures are are clear. This is a good practice that we are supposed to do. Conceptually, probably my favorite picture of why, well, in this case, it was specifically around fasting, but I feel like this is probably true of prayer as well. So Derek Prince in his book on prayer and fasting, he had a picture of a pyramid and the, let's say the top quarter of the pyramid. So just the very tip was maybe shaded in. And he said, the, the bottom portion of the pyramid is what you can accomplish through prayer. But then there's a tip on this pyramid that can only be accomplished through fasting. That when you, it, it's interesting, you know, in the scriptures, when the disciples asked Jesus, why were we not able to cast out this demon? Or why were we not able to help this demon-possessed child? And the Lord says, well, this some kinds only come out through prayer and fasting. And that's not in every um, translation, but it is in some of them. So, Uh, I think that is interesting to say that there are certain rewards that are offered only to those who pray and fast. So to me, that's how I actually conceptualize prayer as well, that the Lord has a particular course, the earth has a particular way that it operates. And we can see this, let's use hurricanes as an example. So it's very fascinating. If you look across the history of natural disasters over time, how frequently there will be an enormous hurricane headed for, let's say, Orlando. And the entire state of Florida evacuates because it's going to be the big one. And then at the last minute, it veers into a part of Florida where there's not a whole lot of stuff happening, certainly by comparison with Orlando. And so this is you see this again and again. Uh, there's different examples that I've read of where there was a group that was praying because they were going to have a conference and a typhoon was headed their way. And the typhoon, if it was, you know, category 10 or something like that, that it, it just dissipated instantly. And the weather watchers were kind of like, I'm sorry, what just happened? Because normally, any kind of dramatic weather front like that, it doesn't just settle instantly. You know, there still is like, now instead of 100 mile an hour winds, now we're down to just 80 and now 60 and now 40, now 20, and now everything is at peace. And this was just like an instantaneous dissipation. So I think there's examples like that, that we can see where something was intended for evil or even just was intended as part of the natural outworkings of the water cycle, shall we say. And then through prayer and supplication, the Lord intervenes. And so that's how I think of prayer. It's sort of like life is going to follow its own course and things will be more or less good or bad, I guess, depending on your perspective. But then we get to ask God for what we want And then he 
either listens and does what we want or what we ask, or he doesn't, but that's okay. We just still get to ask. And that if he doesn't answer the way that we would prefer, then in that regard, the worst thing that happens is that we're like Jesus, who was there asking the Lord for uh, that the cup would be taken from him on the night before his crucifixion. And when the answer was no, he was obedient. And and so when our requests aren't answered, we are in a posture of being similar to Jesus, which is really beautiful. It's a way that we get to actually share in his suffering, that we also know what it is to pray and not have those requests answered. So, Lord Jesus, there are so many mysteries around how we relate to you, around your power and how you choose to exercise your power in this world. I ask, Lord, that we wouldn't be too caught up in questions that are kind of above our pay grade, but that we would emphasize the things that we can do, like being obedient to you in asking and and always praying and not giving up. And so thank you that your instructions are clear even if we don't necessarily understand theologically all of the forces that might be uh, behind those instructions. (laughs) I think about C.S. Lewis and how in terms of communion, he said the instruction was take, eat, not take, understand. And so I feel like that sometimes about all of prayer, that the instruction is simply to come and pray, not to understand in fullness. So we give you praise, Jesus. Amen.